episode of another effing podcast about sitcoms. Boom. I'm your host, Michelle Lakowski, and I'm joined with three of my favorite people on the planet, and yours too. I know, I get the fan mail. I get it. My voice is annoying. Anyway, <laughs> I love uh, to say that I am married to Stan all day. Just, just to rhyme. Uh, and then I also have Luke here and Dan McInerney, and you are welcome. Anyway, Luke Ward, Stan Lakowski, and I already said Dan's last name. So anyway, mm. we're back. Yeah, we're back. And this time it's personal. <laughs> uh, how are we doing, guys? Good. Good. Good, good. good, good. I, uh, I just finished Girls 5 Eva on Peacock. Oh, mm. how was that? I really liked it. It was, it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It, it's 30 Rock with a girl band. Um, I'm okay with that. You know, it's that same kind of humor, that, that kind of, you know. Does I, I Renee was... uh, sing? Yes. They all sing. Oh. oh. Um, yeah. And there's a bunch of Broadway people who show up. Like Renee. Um, yeah. So, His last and the, I, forgot. I, I, I saw the, I believe. Sorry. I did not see the show, but I saw the trailer. So I think the premise is that it's like a uh, Spice Girls type band, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, big in the 90s. Yeah. In their 50s. In their 40s. Yeah. Right. Um, so now, yeah. yeah, now it's an, and then it's a mumble rapper samples their song. It becomes a massive hit and then they try to get back together. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Uh, that's a great premise. Wait, it's is, great. Is mumble yeah. rap a thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't you, know that. I didn't you know didn't that. see my bit on Jenny McCarthy show with a, one of the most famous rumble mumble rappers of all time, <laughs> whose name I've already forgotten. Are you talking about Little Lil Zan? Oh, Lil Zan. Little Zan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So okay. I'll send that yeah. around. So I, is the idea you actually can't discern the words? Is it that bad? Um. Well, I mean, you know, if you're 18, you can probably just have words. <laughs> you, but, have uh, 18, you have the hearing of an 18 year Well, yeah, the, the high frequencies, <laughs> everything else, it just kind of sounds like underwater. Yeah. Um, I mean, Little Xan is named after Xanax. Yeah. Because the idea is you're super <laughs> chill and, you know, you just uh, rap in that kind of... Yeah. By the way, Xanax yeah. is a sponsor of another effing podcast about... <laughs> we love it. We love it. It's, so <laughs> it's great. great. I love Send it Send us so samples. But and I also say I have a uh, my seven year old daughter loves the song Sunflower, which is by Post Malone. Yes, um, which is from the Spider Man movie. Yep. Great song, but always a problem when she asks Alexa to play Sunflower, and then Alexa's like playing more songs by Post Malone. I'm like, no, Alexa, no. <laughs> <laughs> we can stop there. We, I appreciate it, but no, we're good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> the um, <clears throat> in that same vein, the kids' bop version of Sunflower is mm. uh, frighteningly. <laughs> awful <laughs> oh yeah all awful. kids bop is frighteningly awful but that one in particular because like i think he says like do a big l or something like that which i don't entirely know which drug in particular that is but uh they they translate all the the stuff that could be negative into something banal and you know mm. awful like like the um Oh, there's some Bruno Mars song where he's like, uh, pour another champagne or like. I that was just about to say that. Yeah, it's like get a cup and put some liquor in it. Yes. And then the kids pop, it's get some, but get a cup and put some water in it. Yep. Which is like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah. the laziest, like, what other liquid? What's the thing that yeah. kids drink? Like, yep. And whatever. then they're like, so. come on, two girls, bring that cup over. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, you two no. girls, bring the cup over. <laughs> oh. Oh. Look, it's mm. lemonade. We are coming out firing on another yeah. podcast oh. about sitcoms. Well, now that you've done throwing up, let's talk uh, Everybody Hates Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So this uh, week, uh, episode number 24, 
uh, on our list was uh, an episode of Everybody Hates Chris called Everybody Hates Food Stamps. Uh, it was season one, episode nine, written by Ali Leroy, directed by Jerry Levine, and the original air date was November 17th, 2005. Uh, the uh, premise was uh, Julius, who's the father, finds $200 worth of food stamps, but Rochelle, the mother, is too embarrassed to use them. Chris and Greg have a big argument over their science project. I want to go back just one second to remind everyone mm-hmm. that this is uh, the best sitcom episodes of the last 25 years, which will be the next 23 episodes or mm-hmm. so. So uh, it's from AV Club. AV Club, very important. Yes. And it was released in 2015. So if there's some that you are missing, maybe they'll put out a new one in 2022. Yeah, oh, yeah, so I think Again. between the years 90 and 2015. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. So any any initial this. thoughts to this episode? Uh, it is a very sitcom-y sitcom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's. Uh, well, for, actually, a couple things. One, Terry Crews can do no wrong. In yeah, my he's eyes. probably the best part. <laughs> I don't know. The wife is great. I the love wife is great. great. Yes. Arnold but, so yeah. much. Yeah. But he's got those pecs, Mo. I know, and you do just... Google search that those pecs I do. a lot. Terry Ter- <laughs> Crews pecs, are they okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting to see. Um, well, I mean, it, it was a very sitcom-y sitcom, uh, especially with the science project bit. Yes. I mean, that, that was a very sitcom-y, Could have been any sitcom sort any of thing. Sitcom anywhere. Um, and then to have In like fact, a si- New Girl had pretty much the same. Oh, really? Pecs. Uh, I don't fair, remember. Fairly sick, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, and I, I love that the the bully at the end takes it and is like, "Got one." And like, okay, here you go. Um, but it was interesting seeing a sitcomy take on uh, like the plight of the inner city sort of thing, right? Um, to to have it be like, I like food stamps, can't use them. But, you know, it was like if Three's Company dealt with like race relations mm. in, in a way. Um, so it was, it was, you know, it's we like, and with Three's Company, it would just be someone way too tan. Yeah, it'd be very. It would be bad all around. <laughs> it's not a and, good look. For and we some got, sort of misunderstanding. We got to do Three's Company at some point, but it really is like it's, write one word that sounds like dead, but is a letter off, and then let's base an episode around someone thinking the person heard dead. Yep, <laughs> that's the there's the story entirely. Um. But I, I don't know, like, you know, like, not to, uh, well, to compare, like, bring to, it down. no, no, no. I mean, like, to, I want to compare it a little bit to the Bernie Mac show, because I think both shows were out at the same time. Both are based on black comedians, uh, on their lives. There was a lack of, um, like dimensionality to this show that yeah. I yeah, thought was, I was, was missing. I, um, do you yeah. know, Luke, if, or, or anybody actually, uh, did, I don't feel Chris Rock's hand in this nearly as much as you do for Bernie Mac. Did he, obviously he narrates pieces of it, but how, do we know how deep his, his like control was over the episodes? I mean, I don't, he created it certainly. Yeah. Um, with, uh, Ali Leroy, the writer of this episode. Um, but I mean, I don't know exactly how much control he yeah. had. I, I'm just curious because I feel to Michelle's opening point, it feels very sitcommy in a way that is mm. not exactly how I hear. Imagine, you know, I'm, I actually love Chris Rock. I think he's one of the best stand-ups around. 
but I, I just don't feel his like voice incredibly often throughout. Kind of like it feels almost like he spit out a couple of themes and then they created an episode off of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's also the thing too, there's a little bit of like, um, <laughs> this is where I feel like guilty and, and whatever, like, uh, you know, this part of me, it's like, well, Bertie Mac is doing it. Why aren't you doing it, Chris Rock? Right. And it's like, well, again, as we've said many times in the show, um, many, many, many people have gotten away with doing a very sitcom sitcom. So mm-hmm. why why would we have to hold Chris Rock to a higher standard? Um, and also it, the time period of, like, we already covered, but, like, this time period of, oh, never mind. It was 2005. So Was it really? Oh, was yeah. it that or- Oh. Yeah, it was 2005. I mean, this did feel very like I I agree with you guys, but I I mean, this felt very sort of Malcolm in the Middle. I agree. Yeah, I I thought of Malcolm in the Middle a few times. Throughout. So I think it may have just been that time. It also might have been a thing where Chris Rock was like, I want to do a sitcom. Yeah, right. Like yeah. I mean, he a grew sitcom. up. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like I mean, this is based on his life, and he may have you know he's like I grew up watching all these you know the Brady Bunch and stuff. I want to yeah. do something like yeah. that. I don't so. I don't need to break th- any barriers. I just right. want to make. A black sitcom. Right, right. right. And, and there's also, I mean, there is, uh, on the, and I'm going to completely go against what I've just been saying, but like there mm-hmm. is something about making, um, like making it into a sitcom does break barriers in a way where it's like, yeah, Hey, yeah. you know, the, the, the funny thing that, that, that white people do where they mishear th- something and think someone's dead. Well, what if we did something similar with food stamps? Like mm-hmm. right. that, uh, you know, it was, it was interesting to see the idea of, of trying to normalize the use of food stamps and normalize, well, it's a, you know, like make the banality of it an everyday occurrence in, like for me, it we had food stamps for a while, and and it it does beat you down in a way, but it mm-hmm. also is just like whatever, whatever to get through, whatever. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, and and that's the thing too. Like she, the the mom at one point, you know, uh, just says like, I hate the way people look at me, yes. but she doesn't deliver it in a way that's like. A very dramatic speech is just like like a sitcommy sort of thing like oh this sweater's itchy you know <laughs> kind of a thing it's right. just it's just like oh god i don't like the way people look at me but so there is something uh uh barrier breaking about that about like trying to make it uh, uh show how uh these problems that that seem um uh foreign yeah essentially yeah. Are are common and are mainstream and and you know and we don't deal with them enough. Yeah. So let's let's just make it the easiest way to deal with it. To feed it to you like a baby. Yeah. This is your baby food. This is yeah. how this is how life is outside of your little box. Like yeah. Somewhere else you don't know about CBS watchers because CBS <laughs> watchers. I'm a CBS watcher. I'm a CBS watcher. Um, aren't. The foods, their their uh, demographic is definitely not food stamps. Well, no, but I, they are being fed baby food because I think they're like 75, 80, they're in their, year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm sort of doubling. CSI? I'm Airplane? Sort of, <laughs> I'm sort of doubling back too. Like, uh, he doesn't need to create a groundbreaking show, right? No. Like, no. none of this is necessary. It's, it's, no, gr- no. it's great if he does it, but like, you know, he's, he's just an. But what, it's groundbreaking we, I, in that. He, it's a regular old sitcom, but yeah. with black people. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I th- the, my other thought, again, comparing it to Bernie Mac, um, was just that we when we had talked about Bernie Mac, it was that, you know, obviously he's a, a black man, but he's rich, yeah. which is not something you often see on TV. What was interesting about this to me was sort of that gradation that maybe you don't think about, which is that this is a family that's obviously poor, right? right? Yeah. But they're not so poor that they need food stamps. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. But they're just like just above the line, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right. And to the mother, that's so important. Yeah. Because that she they stayed just it. above that line. Yeah. That they don't need because you know they didn't get food stamps. He found them. Yeah. Right. right. And was like use these because it's free two hundred dollars. But she's like, I don't want to use them because everyone will think we're below the line. But right. in fact, mm-hmm. even though it's like the tiniest little sliver yeah. of a difference, it's like, yeah, but we're above the line. We don't yeah. I don't want anyone to think that we're not. Um, so that's a great point. Uh, I'm going to bring up a point that that's much less great. But when I was a kid, uh, <laughs> my mom shopped at Pathmark. So I didn't have an economic relation to the episode so much, although my family was like one. My father worked. My mom didn't. We had four kids. So we were definitely on a budget. But um, we bought no frills, which looks almost exactly like his joke branding. Yeah. It was a white. It was a white box with a little yeah. bar that just said yeah. no frills. And man, that took me back. And like, um, yeah, yeah, it really it really I, I almost would say I wonder if he got no frills because it was that close to it. It really, uh, yeah. But I also remember as a kid, uh, this is this is just the way the dynamic of my family worked. My dad got all the name brand stuff and the kids got all the no frill stuff. And it pissed oh. me off so much. He had Briar's ice cream and we had like no frills vanilla. And so obviously we would raid his stuff and eat it. But like right. just as a kid, I remember being a kid and being like, I can't wait to grow up and not buy no frills. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, and we have never bought him no frills or anything. Actually, it's funny you say that. Because we got mustard. You bought me mustard the other day, and it was uh, the Pathmark version of mustard. And I was like, Duh! <laughs> That's so funny. I bought it for, not for you. I bought it to make something that you're That I will eat. eat. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, slight story. So we had a Wonder Bread factory near my town growing up. Oh, we did too. So did we. How many uh, of these factories were there? There must have been so many. I don't know. I was- wonder. Bread. bread. <laughs> and you take a tour and then you like it was like uh so you know the bread would be made, blah blah blah. And it was literally like they'd split in half and one would go in the no frills bag and one would go in the wonder bread bag. <laughs> yep. It was like that Simpsons where like yeah. you know they all the beers are like get split. It's like one beer but it goes into like ice yeah. and light yeah. and whatever. It was that <laughs> and that was the moment I was like, Oh my god, it's the same stuff. It's the same stuff. Exact same. Yeah, yeah. I still I mean, buy Wonder Bread. That is that's, that's, <laughs> because that's, you, yeah, because you 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 have to be above that line, no matter what. You know, everybody has that line yeah. that they need to be above. I am a proud buyer of the store brand uh, because mm-hmm. oftentimes it is the exact same thing. Although there are a couple of exceptions, and I don't know why. For some reason, name brand Cheerios. All other Cheerios don't taste the same. I yeah. don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. what the difference is. But anyway, it's but there's a couple a of honey. things. <laughs> that's the honey nut Cheerios and the yeah, cocaine. That's <laughs> uh, but anyway, Xanax, proud sponsor yeah. of a, another. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, I definitely like that. Also, again, brought back memories. For some reason, um, when I was in Boy Scouts, when we would go camping, the camp leader must have got stuff in bulk because it literally just came in big white boxes mm-hmm. that just said like cereal across <laughs> the front. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely. We used to have- brought me back. Oh, I mean, this is my last 
Probably not. But we used to have a store. <laughs> no, because we had a bunch of different stores, you know, grocery stores, different kinds. They were all like Western New York based. Um, but there was one place, it was called Trippy Foods. And whenever you needed to get, like, if you're having a party or if you, you know, if you were having like an event, like, like when we would have like school events or whatever, like, the, you know, the teachers would be like, all right, well, now you need to go get, go to Trippies and get like a couple of cases of soda for a dollar, you know, and it was always like <laughs> Trippy Soda and yeah, it was, but it was yep. spelled T-R-I-P-I. So it was like Trip I. But huh. it was trippy. Well, you didn't want to pay mm. for the extra printing. Of yeah, the, the, the P was, yeah, you don't need that extra P. <laughs> Did, I think White Rock probably falls in that realm. Have you guys ever had White Rock soda? That's what we used to yes. always, and it, it was like a mermaid oh, or something sitting on a rock was, I think, mm-hmm. their logo. Because wow. the rock yeah. was But that was like the cheapy soda, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it was also, my uh, father, uh, for a brief time, worked in a pepsi bottling plant Ooh. and uh did at he, the end of the night put a, a, a thing uh, <laughs> a little hand. glove on the hand not, <laughs> not that, no. i also picture luke's uh luke i'm sorry dan's mom taking like a roast out of the oven but it's a giant bottle of pepsi <laughs> with all the, well with all the trimmings around it <laughs> what i was gonna say was um he could uh, i guess all the workers including him at the end of the night could take home the mistakes um and so we had my my friends would come over and we had like all these soda bottles that were like half full but like had not been opened yet or like the label was inside out or it was like sprite in like a diet coke bottle and they were like what is happening i was like don't bother asking but what i do want to say was because he would get it like the night before and then you would open it the next day and it tasted so good because it was like fresh it was crazy if it was like less than 24 hours it was amazing how good the soda tastes so I also picture your dad bringing home like 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 a like a sloth mutant, you know, like person. <laughs> sure, Pepsi loved it. Like, oh, yeah. get in there, Pepsi! <laughs> you mistake. <laughs> Pepsi want life. <laughs> Kill me. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, my dad was actually a very like the Terry Crews character. Also reminded me a lot of my dad. Uh, rest in peace. But he definitely was like a don't throw anything away. Yeah. Anything can be saved. Like we can always use it. It can always be saved. Like you know, yeah. He was a anything. If if he found something on the street, that he'd be like, it's a perfectly good chair. <laughs> and I'd be like, I guess so. But we already have six chairs. So I don't know. Like who do you think's coming over that we need seven more? Like That's anyway, so me. Who's the best? We, we used to put uh, the cans of White Rock back in the fridge, which you know kids never finish anything. Ever. Right. And I remember mo- that was just my dad's soda. Now, like he would take flat White Rock that his son. <laughs> half drunk and that was the one he drank and I'm like how did you justify like working hard and this is your reward he got the name brand everything yeah I was gonna say well that is true he did have the and it's really funny too and I mean I I love my dad but like he used to get he used to do this thing where he would like cheese and crackers was one of his like I guess like treats and it would be like the brick of cheese where you had to have a slicer and he would cut methodically like one slice of cheese at a time to put on a cracker and he would do this after dinner like when we're all watching tv and we're all like watching him do it and he would be like would you would you like one and that's exactly what we would get one cracker with one cheese (laughs) while he ate like you know eight or not anyway another thing my dad did (laughs) uh so a couple of things. Um, yeah. So the, uh, well, the other thing this show had, 
uh, was obviously the sort of the cutaway gags and the, the fantasy sequences. Yeah, yes. that felt very sort of 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 the time. Yep. Um, of it, I I did like the uh, uh, when at the she's having the fantasy sequence about buying all the name brand stuff. Yes, and, yeah. that was and it's, so good. Yeah. And and it's it's officer and a gentleman. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, yeah. And so she's in, but it's, he's she's in the cart instead of him carrying her, and everyone's like clapping and stuff, which is great. I do want to say that I had the closed captioning on. Maybe oh, you guys wow. had a different. I watched this on Hulu. We mm. did. So maybe you guys had a different experience, but I was. Had the closed captioning on, and then the first part of the fantasy sequence, she's like dancing through the store and like putting all the name brands on, and it was this like generic like funk instrumental, but in the closed captioning, it had lyrics, Whoa. and I was like, "That's oh, I was like, that's weird. Like, why? It's why would they have like these lyrics that don't exist?" And then when they did the fantasy sequence, it's this like swelling like music, you know? Yeah. yeah. And but the closed captioning said, "Love lift us up where we belong." Oh, which is the song from Officer and yeah, Gentleman. Right. So, point being that when originally aired, the real the song real was song. there, right, right? Oh, and they must have swapped it out for syndication right. slash streaming. Right. So, anyway, oh, it's a, it's interesting. Yeah, but it's funny how I you know I would have never thought of it if I hadn't had the closed captioning. I had on, no, so. yeah, I, did, I yeah. didn't even. I mean, I I got the joke. Right. Yeah. Um. And it's it, it was it's it, it did another sitcommy thing where like that scene in an officer and gentleman is not like a direct connection to like Pretty Woman would almost be a better analogy, you know, yeah. because it is like moving above your station. This is just uh, you know at the end of a, Officer a and Gentleman, he just takes her worker. out of, out of work for the day. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, and also, people who work in the military don't make any money either. So it's not <laughs> yeah. like you're getting, whoa, someone's getting rich. He's an officer, though. He's an officer. Yeah. Yes, don't. Uh, uh, no, so, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, thinking now, uh, there is a very Chris Rock joke in the narration when they're fighting. He says, uh, the people who, just like war, the people who start the fight are never the ones who get touched by it. Yeah, and I was like, that is a very not sitcommy joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I caught that yeah. too. Like, it just like little little digs here and there. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I, I gotta say, and, and I know we're, we're going back and forth about how we feel about this episode, but and again, not having watched really any other episodes of the show, I didn't get like a groundbreaking. This is the top twenty five mm-hmm. sort of show episodes of all time episodes mm-hmm. like there wasn't anything that stood out to me about the episode that i was like oh wow this is this is it's something. A, right you know but i thought I, the same uh, uh go ahead michelle i i think that basically it's what we said uh, uh white people don't talk about um in their sitcoms uh food stamps that, mm. that so I, I i agree with that and i and i was gonna say if it was anything else too it might be like the mania of the mom in the episode is pretty out there. I'm wondering yeah. if that if it was something of like a breakout episode for the wife because she right. she really does a lot of heavy lifting in this. She's amazing. She's yeah. she's she's been all over. She's yeah. incredible mm. and s- one of the nicest. Just really love. She's a great uh, interview. Oh. I liked her a lot. Is this yeah. is this really part funny. of the show where you talk about how you know famous hey, people? Did you know that I was I worked on a... <laughs> Apparently you're on your way back to it. <laughs> Not that part though. Um yeah, well and that uh actress, his name I don't have in front uh, of me. Tanisha Arnold. 
Yeah. Thank you. Um, she was on Martin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With uh, the other, so the two actresses were this weird corner of my world. One of my favorite movies as a kid was Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That- they were both in uh, Little Shop of Horrors in the Greek chorus, and yeah. then they were in Martin together. So nice. It yeah. was just weird. And they, um, they both notoriously from what not notoriously, but did not get along with uh, uh, Martin, 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 Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. Well. Yeah. Apparently, no one gets along yeah. with Martin Lawrence. Yeah, I, I think that's a dive on its own, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. yeah Although, yeah. that that is a show I did watch a lot. I, I didn't watch all... I think he was on a, quite a long time, wasn't he? I, I feel like yeah, it was, it was on for a while. seven years. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched the first couple of seasons, and I remember really liking it, but I also was probably pretty young and more open to, like, the broad, very broad humor, which I think is pretty mm-hmm. prevalent in that show. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Didn't he? Didn't he dress as a woman? Yeah, that's uh, that's characters? exactly yeah. what I was thinking of when I said I didn't <laughs> mean broad that way, yeah. but it is exactly what <laughs> right, I was right. thinking of. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, again, I well, you bring up a good point with this. Like, is this one of the most classic episodes or whatever? I mean, I think this goes back to the like sitcom or, or like the sitcom episode is like a its own object yeah. versus like being a part of a right. continuity, you know, obviously like, and right. it may have been that like, cause the, cause this is season one, episode nine. And that's what Fizbo was. I know. Yeah. I thought so that was I'm, interesting. I'm yeah. wondering if that maybe there's just a point where it just sort of, you know, the show clicks into place as, as to what it's going to be. And this just sort of, you know, maybe if you would watch the first eight episodes and then this one, you're like, Oh, this one seems much better. Right. Then the rat, you know, it feels like they really got it now. So maybe yeah. that kind of elevates it. Or so, like I said, it might have just been the subject matter. Is there any chance the AV Club header got cut off and it was the 25 best season one episode nines of the last 25 years? <laughs> that would have been a very, very, uh, very specific. Slight. Yeah. Very yeah. Specific. Um, I, but, I will say one thing did feel like a, a cop out and maybe you guys mm-hmm. will shout me down, but. They're about to fight at the very end in the hallway, and then they just both start laughing. That felt like a little like I don't I don't know what we're gonna do with these kids. Yeah, just have them laugh. Like just maybe kids would do that. So for anybody who hasn't seen the episode, Chris and his friend working on the science project are at odds, and it reaches the point of a fist fight in the hallway, and they they keep taking off things like the way you say like hold my you know yeah, takes right. off his watch and stuff, and then Chris takes off his shoes, which is funny. But I just thought the two of them starting to laugh just felt like a little bit of a like, eh, let's just wrap it up that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I took it a couple ways. I mean, one, uh, it was two wimps fighting it right. out. And as a kid who was yeah. a wimp at that age, I totally get that. And two, it was a let's wrap up a sitcom thing. In yeah. real life, yeah, they would have fought over a few days, but this was like let's right. just wrap it up quick and everybody will be, and we'll go back to one and everything yeah. will be fine again. I mean, I did sort of like, you know, there's, I think there's sort of the issue when you're writing something where it's like, either you can do what's expected or you can subvert what's expected. But at the same time, you're just kind of like either way, it, it almost seems like, all right, so either I'm going to do the thing or I'm going to do the, the other thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's like, you know, at some point the subverting almost becomes a cliche. Yeah. Because you're just going to like, you thought I was going to do this, but I did this over here. Yeah. Um, but I did like that, like like you said, Luke, that they were th- almost like they were ready to fight. And they're like, what are we doing? We're not yeah. fighters. I mean, that always just like, I got into one fight as a kid and I literally like the first punch was thrown and, uh, and I was like, Oh, what am I doing? I'm not a fighter. Yeah, like, this yeah, is like, right. I, I immediately was like, tried to eject. Like, I don't want to be a part of this. I'm, this is I'm a bad done. idea. I'm out. I'm so out. 
I kind of understood that. And I also liked that it built up to the moment when, then when the bully just, they work so hard on this science project, the bully just steals it and they're like, well, that's it because we're not going to fight him. Yeah, that, yeah. So yeah, that actually surprised <laughs> me. Like, and that might be another anti-sitcom moment. The bully wins, like, at the last yeah, second. Yeah. He, he just yeah. walks away with it. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah. the button of, well, at least we won over the, the bug in the uh, yeah. thing. I, yeah. I thought that was a really great nod to being like, yeah, that that sucked, but we still won. Yeah. Ultimately, right. quietly. We set goalposts up won. that are, yeah, yeah. They're, they're attainable. Yeah. Right. And there's stuff when you're a kid that you think is so important, and then you realize, like, actually, this doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a science project. I think that's it's the thing, too. Is like, yeah, I, I looked at it like, it doesn't matter. And, and yeah, I'm, you know, it's funny. All those shows where, like, there is some sort of school thing, like, I was totally into it when I was in school, and, and looking back, I'm just like, it does not matter. <laughs> I mean, the aggregate, yes, but no, it doesn't. Well, yes, you know it what? It, matter. Well, in an interesting reversal, our son Holden realizes it now. Yeah, oh, no. he is a kid, and it's, it's really much bad. harder to get him to, to do the work because he knows that it does not matter to a large degree. <laughs> it's really mm. hot. It's really hard. Yeah. I mean, my brother. I don't fight it. I, I agree with him. <laughs> right. Well, it's hard, right? I mean, like, how do you, you know, you, you <laughs> once you pull back the curtain, you can't, yeah, you can't really cut. reveal the great and powerful Oz, you know, anymore. Right. You know, yep. my, my brother w- was somewhat like that. And, and like, and look at him now. He's, he's doing great. He's got, got a huge band. He works at the Pepsi yeah. factory as he's an orc. This, has a wonder bread. No, he you know, he's doing great. But like he almost didn't graduate high school because um uh like a, a science teacher, he insulted a science teacher, you know. Um and uh he and the teacher was like I'm going to fail you. And the, my brother's like I, I don't care. Like my I'm going to college. I'm already I've I've got my my college lined up. My GPA doesn't really matter. Blah blah blah. And and my mother had to be like no, he can stop you from getting your diploma, which would screw everything up. Just, just say sorry and and move on with your life. Like in the grand scheme of things, this doesn't matter. Like, don't yeah. don't let this guy stop you from achieving other things. So it it does. He was able to kind of see past that and and mm-hmm. and and figure stuff out. And so yeah, it, what matters and what doesn't matter, you know, gets revealed later. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what do I know? I don't, does anything matter? Like I, I'm. This saying. year doesn't matter. I mean, that's that's the other no. thing too. It's like oh, we're how coming do you... up on it being two years. I think. <laughs> oh, that doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Especially um, school wise, definitely. Yeah. You just uh, you just reminded me, Luke. I uh, when I was in high school, I got into a fight with my uh, chemistry teacher, and uh, I called him a dickwad and stormed out of the room. <laughs> and then uh, two days later, uh, I almost died. I had appendicitis. Ooh, ooh, uh, my, wow. my, my my appendix ruptured, and uh, I was in surgery for many hours. And I was in the hospital for a long time. But then uh, I was going to miss the whole rest of the year. So then they set up a thing where my teachers came to my house no. Oh, no. to tutor me. And then and then that guy showed up and was sitting in my dining room with me, like doing chemistry. And there was this like, oh, you could cut the tension with a knife. Oh, <laughs> it was like, Did you ever God. address it, either of you? Or- nope. Okay. Nope. No way. I certainly wasn't going to bring it yeah. up. So. <laughs> but I was like, I can't believe this guy is going to come oh, to my, like, my God. a 
thing that like never would have imagined. I was like, I will only deal with him yeah. within the realm of school, and then suddenly, like my mom is giving him like I'm sure sewed out of a half full bottle of the <laughs> label backwards. And it tasted better than any soda he'd ever had. And Dan's mom yeah. is like to the chemistry teacher, no, now Dan has to take these two pills to stay alive. Could you please right. just make sure he takes them? And the teacher's like, yes, sure. yeah. Here's another glass of poopsie. <laughs> Uh, anyway, okay, we can wrap this up. Um, I do just want to say that, uh, so this show was based on Chris Rock's, uh, real life, um, uh, mostly, although it's set from 1982 to 1987 and Chris Rock was actually a little younger or older, however that works, but he was, he was kind of a teenager from 78 to 84, so mm-hmm. it was a little, a little earlier. Um, they pushed it later for whatever reason. Yeah, why? Um, Those are the better years, the 78 to 84? I don't know. I almost kind of wonder. Maybe they're just like, well, most people. That's almost a little too past now. Like, they, if they were trying to get like teenagers and and mm-hmm. young people, they might have been more into eighty stuff. I don't know. Oh. Whatever. His, if you think of his audience at that time, they were probably pretty young. Yeah. Um, and uh, the American Film Institute selected Everybody Hates Chris as one of the ten best television series hmm. of two thousand seven. Wow. That means anything. Um, and uh, in March of 2021, uh, it was announced that an animated reboot of the series was in development with Chris Rock to return as the narrator. Oh. So. And the kid who played uh, uh, Greg, the, the, his best friend, mm-hmm. he, all he does now is animation. So. Oh. oh, okay. Not all, I think there's one non-animation, but he does a lot of voiceover. He's going to be in the new Cars project. Cars. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Cars. Wow. I've been in cars. Um, <laughs> With boys. No, yep. that's a different movie. Yes, he has. Uh, I, just sort of, I guess, as a, a final thought, I, I like the. I, I've only seen this episode. I, mm-hmm. I didn't laugh out loud a lot, but it's immediately very comfortable. Like, I yes. could yeah. sit and watch a bunch more of these. I enjoyed it. I, th- I think it's like a good, like, for based on my one episode, I think it's probably a pretty good show, like, pretty enjoyable. Yeah. I I like to yeah. like that. It's so, it, if I ever am unemployed again, I will um I will watch it from the beginning cuz I I I want to see this uh journey. I well, I liked it a lot. I I the the list of shows that I I'm starting to be like, "Oh, I want to take part of that. I want to I want to get into that is is growing so mm-hmm. much." Yeah, there's that, too much out there. Yeah, th- this one might get pushed down the list a little bit, but I, I liked it. It was fun. I, yeah. I thought everybody in it was great. All right. Well, the only last thing to do is to say that uh, Fizbo is uh, number one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Top, top of the heap yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, do we want to have everybody hates food stamps? Do we want to uh, say that's above this or mm, we stick it below? I think no. Fizbo takes it in my yeah. All awesome. right. Because it was laughing out loud with the mouth. And they had mm-hmm. the Rube Goldberg, and all the characters played their part. I mean, it was really pretty tight. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I, it feels like a battle of the meh in a little, in a little bit of way. Cause <laughs> well, like, we're at 24 and 25. Well, yeah, 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 at the bottom yeah, of the yeah, yeah. Because no, be like, Fizbo was good. It, it's weird. Again, the same thing with this one, where like, of all the Modern Family episodes, I feel like the Fizbo one is, is not one that comes to mind for me, but sure. Hmm. So I, I don't no, know. That one well, I you see know, more of. Be, be, yeah, I feel like, and to what Dan was saying earlier, I could see that being the first time all the cylinders fired, and they yes. were like, oh, "Oh my gosh, this is a great episode." You yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. Wait, that was that was season one. I thought we said they were all season nine. No, season, season one, episode one, nine. 
Oh, that's what you meant. Yeah. I just heard nine. <laughs> um, yeah, I well, I mean, the other thing to say is, you know, this just came out in 2015. I mean, things have changed a lot in that's true. five years. Our yep. humor I mean, has maybe, definitely. Yeah, I mean, maybe if you redid this list, and even to the, you know, so the last 30 years, I'm sure it would look very yeah. different. Well, so. Rolling Stone just came out with a top... 30 episodes or something. Ooh. Rolling no. Stone! So we'll, maybe we'll do next, that after this. Well, maybe <laughs> we should that. compare the list of Rolling Stone to AV and see which list is better. Who does that? I mean, well, w one thing I will say is because I I'm found a kidding. lot of lists of the... Well, I was going to say, I found a, a, a lot of lists of the best TV shows. Oh. Right. Not sitcoms. But the problem is finding s just sitcoms yeah, yeah, in general yeah. is, yep. is a little harder. That's why this list is admittedly a little out of date. No, but no, no, um, hopefully... No, first of all, guys, uh, I, I feel very... You've ashamed me? No. Uh, no, Dan, I was going to say... Michelle, Dan, let's, works. let's cancel the text on the side that we've been having about Dan. You I worked think. very hard. He yeah. figured it out. Yeah. He figured it out. But I was going to say, yeah, I was, but like I said, I mean, the reason why is because trying to find a list that's just sitcoms is a little, a little harder than TV shows. I have a list of the best shows with Tony Danza. It's mm -hmm. not very long, <laughs> but the one where he's a high school teacher, teacher in Philly yeah. is the winner. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> all right, what's the differential? The <laughs> <laughs> None of this matters, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Danza. Why are you vacuuming the window in the classroom? <laughs> Use foil. Uh, all right, so Fisbo is still our uh, our number one reigning champ. Uh, all right, anything else, sir? No. Uh, Michelle, you want to take us home? I really like us. <laughs> Fair oh, enough. Take that out. Take that out. Uh, <laughs> everybody, thank you so much for listening to another FM podcast about sitcom. I'm Michelle. I'm Stan. I'm Luke. I'm Dan, the producer. And we will be back next week with uh, still the AV Club best episodes of the last 25 years with the show Girls and the episode title Beach House. Cannot wait. <laughs> All right. We'll talk about that then. Bye. 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 This has been another effing podcast about sitcoms. The music for our theme song is by Ryan Satoy, and the lyrics and vocals are by our own Michelle Likowski. Our logo was created by Luke Ward. Follow us on Instagram, and if you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, well, we'd certainly appreciate it. Another effing podcast about sitcoms will return in this time slot next week. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog.